ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you the hosts of the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Tom and Joe, Episode 2, Kickstarter. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Kickstarter, it's the bane of my ATM card. This is true. Or debit card, I guess, more than ATM card, but... Wallet, bank account. Yeah, it's just a money suck. But, hey... It's also awesome. It's kind of awesome, yeah. Uh, So we're going to talk about the pros first. You get cool games um, with great components, especially if you get Kickstarter, and I'm doing air quotes here, exclusives, which are exclusive for probably a year, and then after that they're probably going to be available. But uh, that's the I think that's the biggest pro is you get really cool components. Seems to be that they're kind of going away from exclusive and just Kickstarter goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've always had stretch goals in Kickstarter. Um, the Kickstarter exclusive thing I seem to remember seeing probably a couple of years ago, shortly after I started doing Kickstarters, and that was one of the things that would draw me to a game. Oh yeah, yeah. If so. I can get something that a retail version doesn't have. I'm yeah. on for it. Yep. Promo cards or special components or something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest pro. Yeah, yep. Just um, that exclusive stuff. And essentially you're going to get a game probably before anybody gets it in the retail world. Yes. Um, sometimes. Yeah. Obviously we'll probably get into that later on in this deal. I'm but leaning towards the other way now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, Especially this time of year, you're going to see it other places before you see it here, but yeah, at home, I mean, but yeah. Uh, I would say the other thing is uh, every once in a while you get that special credit in the rule book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. enjoy that. Yep. I've seen that in a couple of games that I've backed. Thanks to, you know, to me. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Along with, you know, 500 other people, but still, cool. 501. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's what do you say the biggest cons about uh, Kickstarter? Uh, length of time for fulfillment from it, and the fact that you may not get anything, because people kind of tend to forget that Kickstarter is not a guaranteed situation. That it's and it says right in the website you're not guaranteed to get anything. They don't have to give you anything. Mm-hmm. They're basically just asking you for money, and they're hoping to do this for you. And if you give them the money and they do this, here's the reward you might get. Now, nine times out of ten, and actually in my case pretty much ten times out of ten, you get something. It just takes a long time. And that's what's frustrating to me, is the time for fulfillment. Well, we were just talking about that before we started this. What did you get today? Uh, I got uh, the Tiny Epic Galaxies bundle, which was an add-on for Tiny Epic Zombies. And, uh, yeah, it's finally here. Yeah. (laughs) And you got the Kickstarter versions of it, right? I did. I, yeah. uh, well, I believe, no, uh, the deluxe editions. It's not Kickstarter, I believe. And I think it's still, I think it's not the same thing as you're going to get when you buy retail. Right, yeah, there's a retail version, yeah. and then there's there's the deluxe edition. And I'm not sure, is there any other way to get the deluxe edition other than I don't Kickstarter? I honestly think so, unless you order it directly from Game One Games. But uh, I guess I don't know for sure. And I honestly can't remember what the differences are between the deluxe version. I think it's the different types of rocket ships and galaxies are uh, beyond the black. You get a different style of ship for each of the captains. 
I still can't believe that this is an expansion for this. Yeah. That's so so weird to me. Well, you get a lot of cards in this. Again, we're pointing at the games. It doesn't help you guys if you're just listening. Oh, yeah. The, the Beyond the Black. I, it's hard yeah. for me to be, believe that Beyond the Black is is just an expansion to Galaxies. Yeah. It just seems like there's a lot here. And Galaxies was a great game to begin with. Beyond the Black adds so much to the game, in my opinion, that I wouldn't probably play it any other way. I've played... Tiny Epic Galaxies yeah. a few times with you. Yeah. Now, is that just Galaxies, or is that with the expansion? You and I have only played it just Galaxies. Just Galaxies. Okay. So the, I have not played yeah. in uh, Beyond the Black. Yet. Right. Okay. And Beyond the Black adds a lot of stuff. And I'm trying It's Captains. I know that's one of the things it adds. And do you have the playmats for those? I can't remember if we've ever played with them. Not for Tiny Epic Galaxies. I have okay. for Tiny Epic Westerns, and I just got the one for Tiny Epic Zombies. Did you, uh, did you do an add-on for the Galaxy's maps? No. Oh. I should have. I didn't think. I just, for some reason, did not. So are you going to be doing an add-on Probably when Max? Tiny Epic Max comes out. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I already yeah, I think did it that. is out. And it? No, I didn't do it. I, I didn't get the map. I got the, I think I got the little, the little, the big uh, tote bag for all the Epic oh, games. Yeah. I think I added that. And I think I added the map for Tiny Epic Max. But I don't think I did for that. Have to open up the aggregate again. Probably, <laughs> probably. Um, as far as other cons go, just the fact, like I said, that you might not get something. Although, again, in my case, I have always gotten what I've backed. It's just occasionally taken quite a bit longer than I said. I would say one of, for me, um, if if you're backing something, the the lack of communication. Yeah. Like, if, if they go on radio silence for a long time and you've got backers screaming in the comment section, of, yeah. is there an update? Is the game coming out? You know, like, for instance, okay, so I, I think I had, like, 13 games that were supposed to be here in October, and I received one. <laughs> and, and didn't even receive it all. I mean, obviously the add-ons hit after October, but still, I mean, only yeah. a day after is yeah. really not that bad. But... One out of 13. And then one of them, I actually just got an update earlier this week, and that one uh, said that they completely missed their deadline. And and I think it was on the 30th when they did this update. Yeah. And so it's supposed to be in our hands in October. And they released an update saying, we just finished fulfilling our last Kickstarter, which obviously was late for right. them. And there's something wrong with the print of the box, and then the fonts on the cards aren't right, so it's been slow communication back and forth. Well, we've been screaming for an update for two months at least. Yeah. And nothing. And then they come up with the day before the end of the month to, hey, guess what? Oh, we're not getting it this month. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably not going to be getting it until probably January of next year is more likely, but they they left it open hanging of, we'll update when we have um, a shipping timeline or when the product's been finished. Yep. Well, if it's already November and you still have not even produced this game, what is going on? And yeah. then they ju- they had just closed on another Kickstarter, which, again, I backed because I'm right. that guy. Yep. <laughs> and and I love this company. Well, that's but the thing. But the last two Kickstarters, they really dropped the ball. Yep. And I'm really afraid that this third Kickstarter that I just backed is again, okay, if they haven't fulfilled this one, they just fulfilled the last one, 
is that going to affect this next one? Yeah. Well, and that's the lack of updates is a huge red flag at that point. And I've backed, I think, three things that were not games. Watches. Delay, delay, delay. Finally, they sent me an extra watch because of the delays. Yeah. It was great because it made it more of a value, but would have been nice to have those on time. Uh, table, actually built here in South Dakota originally. And I think that got delayed, delayed, delayed. There were things, and they wouldn't update, and then they'd update and go, well, we're delayed. We can't get our stuff. Got the table finally. And the worst was these paint racks where the guy initially had a falling out with his partners that he started the Kickstarter with. They had the laser cutting equipment. He didn't have a laser cutter. <laughs> I'm going to get this fulfilled anyway. I'll find a way. Gets all the material, finds a source for a laser cutter. My truck with all of my supplies in it got stolen. I, I'll find a way to do this. And then I think another, finally, another update came along. I lost my job, and I have to find a job, so I can't do this right now. Well, finally, I, we get an update, and he started doing video updates. That's how, how, uh, yeah. So, and to me, that's a red flag, too. If you all of a sudden you're doing video updates and you're having all these little hard luck stories, I'm like, ooh. Well, anyway, finally, he says, I got this stuff done, but I can't afford to ship them because I used all the money to buy the material. Can you please send me money for shipping, and I'll give you an extra thing? Well, a lot of people at that point, I'm backing out, send me my money back. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, fine. Here's another $15 or whatever for shipping. Here's the extra thing I want. Lo and behold, I think maybe a month and a half, two months later, I got this stuff. I got the paint racks, wow. which was great. But, man, that was like a two- or three-year process. That's the longest Kickstarter I've now, ever had. at what point does he really need to send the money back? Because, I mean, Kickstarter's not guaranteed. Technically, so technically he never has to send the money back. If you decide, I don't want to send the 15 bucks, give me my money back, he gets to say, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already spent it, yeah. so. <laughs> and that is, that there are famous Kickstarter stories where people have done stuff like that, where they've set up a project and it just turns out to be a great big old scam and they say, well, sorry, and Kickstarter just goes, yeah, we tell you right up front. It's yeah. not guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, the opposite stories where the guy has a recipe for potato salad, I think it was, and he wanted to raise 10 bucks so he could buy the ingredients and make the potato salad. He raised $50,000. And then he started sending people potato salad <laughs> as a reward. I don't remember exactly how that one worked, but it's like, wow, that is really weird. It's Awesome potato salad. Yeah, it must have been a really good potato salad. So there you go. But yep, that was uh, that's it. As far as I can tell, that's just mostly the the pros would be basically you get the game ahead of time. Yeah, I love that. Love the components that you can get because of stretch goals. There's a lot of people that uh, on Kickstarter, uh, like the, the project managers or creators, <coughs> that tell you up front that if we're going to convention, the game will be available for sale there. Yep. So even if you haven't gotten it as a backer, do not be alarmed for this because we're right. telling you up front. Now, yeah. there's other ones that just, that just go, do it. Oh, hey, we could sell these at uh, Essen or we could sell them at uh, Gen Con. Yeah. So we're going to do that instead of sending you your game. And I actually don't have much of a problem with that because I can understand that they need to make the money and that then they'll reinvest that hopefully. But I have the fear as well that, oh, oh. They just sold my game. It's going to be another six months before they make new ones. Yeah. they got to come from China. And uh, 
That takes some time to come over on a slow boat. It does. And then as I as I've heard, if it's in June, you're not getting it until probably August <laughs> or September because China shuts down in June because of the new year. Nobody works. So um, at a Kickstarter, do you have a favorite game that you've kickstarted? I would have to say that my favorite Kickstarter game probably, and I didn't even kickstart this, <laughs> is Euphoria. Okay. Um, it was, a, I think, the very first Stonemaier game that was kickstarted. Um, I actually won a Kickstarter version of it in a raffle, but it's what caused me to basically start kickstarting almost anything that guy did until he stopped doing Kickstarter. So that's my favorite game. Of the games that I've kickstarted since then, that I actually kickstarted, um, probably right now, uh, Everdell, even though I've not played that game. That's a very cool looking game. It's just a cool looking game. I really enjoy the look of that one. Awesome pieces on yeah. that. And then I very much like Dinosaur Island, which I, again, didn't kickstart, but you ah, did. Ah, but I did. And so I got to play it. And but that uh, is a really, really cool game. Yeah. And I, um, I, in retrospect, I kind of regret that I never kickstarted it. But on the other hand, I knew you were, so it's like, yeah, well, I know I can play it. Yeah, so. you can play it. So. Yeah. And then they're supposed to be shipping out uh, Totally Liquid Expansion yeah. and Illusor Island, yep. which I believe is a two-player two dice, yeah. heavy Ooh, dice. Uh, version of that. Yeah. And I, I believe they're actually shipping that out relatively soon. Very cool. So, How about you? What's your favorite Kickstarter game? Uh, that, is, that is a very tough question. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually, I think, Kickstarted more than I have. Uh, lately, Especially yeah. Lately. <laughs> I think just in the, the last six months, I've Kickstarter like 40-some games. Well, today I checked my email and there were three things that said, Joe has Kickstarted. Joe, which I hate seeing, by the way, because <laughs> what that does is make me look at Kickstarter. And even if I don't back the games you've backed, I might find something I'd like to back. I am a sucker for different companies. Green Couch, I will usually Kickstart theirs if I see it. Steve Jackson, unless yep. it's an RPG, just because I'm not an RPG guy. Yeah. But uh, his Munchkin stuff, you know, my wife loves Munchkin, and we can't get enough of it. Even though it's one of the games that we don't get to the table much, Yeah, it's a fun game. We can play with the kids, and we collect just about everything that comes out from Munchkin. So if it's Steve Jackson, Green Couch Games. Um, Gamelin seems to be oh, like that Gamelin, for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like their games, too. Um, those, are, those are my favorite companies back and usually a guaranteed sale there. Well, and as I said, Stonemeyer up until he stopped using Kickstarter, uh, absolutely one of my favorites. Um, for, for Kickstarter, wow, it is really hard to pick just a favorite. See, I thought you were going to say right away Dinosaur Island. I just, for I, some reason, that was popping into my head that that would be I favorite. do enjoy Dinosaur Island. Um, I love worker placement games, uh, and it's got some really pretty dice. It does. Uh, you know, the, and the amber cool, dice. yes, the cool <laughs> fact that it's the amber DNA dice. Um, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to uh, Goblin Grapple. Yes, that was a great uh, game because I named a character in there that. You go. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy uh, the card game called Pigskin. Yeah, I like that one. That's that was one a, of the first games you and I played. So. Yeah, it was one of the first ones that I backed. Yeah. 
and that was a cheap little game. Not cheap in its quality, but just affordable. Yeah, expensive, it was, yeah. I think it was like 14 or $15 That's for the game. Bad, yeah. And then, of course, I went all in and got to name a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, kind of a big thing for me, if I can name a character or be in the rule book. Um, I, I backed uh, um, Grim which is a dice rolling game where yep. you're playing against the Grim Reaper yep, or we, yeah, we played Bringer that. Fate. Um, I backed just dice before, where it's Tesseract yeah. dice. I uh, spent a lot of money on the dice. Speaking of disappointment. <laughs> oh, they are cool. They are cool. Um, that one I didn't ever think I was going to get, to right. be honest, because it was a lot of, you know, I moved here, and now i got to set up my 3D printer or... Um, at that time, he said he had a facility that was 3D printing them. I'm pretty sure he just made those out of the own 3D printer. Yep. Uh, Civica's Dice is a really cool game that I I, uh, I backed. And uh, I actually met the creators oh, of cool. that uh, at Geekway last uh. year. And he had two other games that he had on the table. And one was uh, Epic Monster Tea Party. Yep. And Danger, Danger, Dinosaur. And we have played all three of them. <laughs> Great games. And as I was talking to the guy, I said, oh, yeah, back to your Civicus Dice when it was on Kickstarter. I never got a chance to do the, the two, uh, three- and four-player expansion. I missed out on that just because I got the game. I was really new to Kickstarter. And it's like, well, I don't really have that many people to play with. Right. So I got the two-player game. And then we played it. I was like, hi. Oh, kind of cool to have a 3 to 4. Well, I never saw it in stores. So when I saw him there, I'm like, oh, you have that 3 4 player expansion? He's like, yeah, I got that right here. And I said, you got a couple other games I see. And he just barely showed me them. I'm like, would you give me both of those too? <laughs> and he says, wow, you are really easy yeah. to sell. Yeah. I don't even have to try with you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much a guaranteed sale, yeah. especially at conventions. Oh, yeah. I love talking to creators. Uh, you know, it's, and, and if you got a booth that, and you got something that's awesome, I'm all in. Yep. That was a cool thing about Goblin Grapple was we got to meet the creators for that. Yes. At and Geekway again. Um, their friend was dressed up as, as a the goblin. goblin. Yeah. Um, Bethany, I believe it yes. was. Yes. Yep. Because they named the card after her. So cool. Such yeah. a cool costume. Yep. And she she was full body paint every day of the convention. Oh, yeah. She had to so be very awesome. uncomfortable. But um, they were good at teaching the game. They had a tournament for the game. Which uh, we got a little miniaturized Goblin Grapple card game. Which, quite honestly, when I got it, I thought it was a wooden thing with a wrapper on it. Yeah. I didn't think it was actually cards. And it's cards that literally are the size of a quarter. Yeah, it's it was really cool. And very so impressive. I actually have a copy of the game, but it's really not very really playable. And they <laughs> gave us a, an, etched, yeah, an etched beer mug. Yeah. Uh, or frosty mug, I guess some people call them. Yeah. I just call it a beer mug. It's like a, what goes in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a, not a 60, it's bigger than 60 an ounce. I want to say it's 32 ounce mug. Yeah, I think I can usually fit mug. two beers yep. in it. Well, yeah, and that's really worth it. So, so it's 24 ounce at least, It was a so. really, really nice quality mug. And they gave that, if you just if backed you it right started, there. Yeah, if you backed it there, you got the mug. So It was so cool. And they were really friendly. They talked to us and they explained their game and and they had tried to do another Kickstarter beforehand, and it failed. So they tried a different game, and this one just took off. Yep. And they remembered us when we went by their booth again. Yes, they did. And I'm sure they didn't remember anyone else at the convention, just you and I. 
Yes, just you and I and and, uh, <laughs> and Randy. And, but, and yes, yeah. Echno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long story. Yeah. Won't go into it here. <laughs> okay, so I, I would say Civica's Dice is probably one of my favorites. Uh, Pigskin is also, I mean, for, for dice games, Civica's Dice, there's that uh, aspect of, of meeting creator there for me. Yeah. Um, and it's also a really solid game. And it's one that you can't find very easily. Pigskin, another one. Very hard to find card game. I don't really know any other word other than uh, Board Game Geek that you can get it. It even has it, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and I named a character in it. There so I would say Pigskin is probably my number one. Civicus Dice is, is number two. Okay. Um, what about uh, Biggest Disappointment? <laughs> he asked me this knowing my answer <laughs> because we've discussed this quite a bit. Um, one of the very first games, I love dice as well, and Joe and I actually met at a group called Ions, and he and his wife Jess and I played Quarriers, which yep. is one of the more awesome dice games that's out there. I like dice, so I see this game, it's called Island Dice, and I think to myself, and it's like, I don't remember, 72 dice or something like that come in the game, and I thought, and tiles, and I love tile-laying games too, so I thought, okay, I'm back in this, I get the game. And I opened. Oh, and it came with a, a game. It was the first thing Game Trays ever did an insert. That's for. right. And it was really cool. And they had since done an insert for it. And in fact, I got this before Island Dice for Euphoria. And that is a pretty cool insert. Well, anyway, so I get this game, and I'm all excited about it. And I bring it over to Joe's, and we break it out. And the dice are awesome. I mean, they really are pretty cool dice. The uh, insert's pretty cool. Start going through the rule book. And there is, it's it's just not a game. There's no game. There's no, game. and I think we watched a couple playthroughs. One that, Viking. That's the best one we found. And he's trying like hell to make this game seem good. <laughs> Every other review I read of it, and I think even a couple of videos that I saw on it on YouTube, this game is crap. There is no game here. The rules are incomprehensible. None of this makes any sense huge disappointment because I thought the game had potential and it turns out it did not have any potential at all and it's an awful game but it's got cool dice. Yeah. Well maybe someday they'll maybe write the rules. Come up with a game <laughs> for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? What's your... Uh, for mine is not dice. And again, another dice game. Yeah. And, and well, don't get me wrong, the again, dice... Air quotes, <laughs> game. The dice are amazing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Very aspect. pretty. Very, they're beautiful. And it's Celtic, and I, yep. I love anything to do with Ireland. And actually, I think this is one of those rare games where you and I backed it independently of each other. I didn't yes. see that you'd backed it. You didn't see that yeah, I Yeah, I didn't it. even realize you could follow people on Kickstarter. Yeah, I, I think at that point I hadn't yeah. either. So. Um, but uh, awesome, awesome dice, except... There's no game there. No. And, I mean, people can argue that there is, but it's it's essentially you're sitting there making puzzles yeah. out of dice. It's a puzzle. It's, it's, just, it's solving a puzzle faster than somebody else. Yeah. And it's there's there is no game. It's just simply yeah. you sitting down there with 36 I think dice. Because I think the half you, set was 18, the I, full set was 36. I got... I got one box. I think you got two. Yeah, boxes. I did. And then I got the velvet bag. Yeah, I didn't do the bag. Oh, maybe I did the bag. I honestly don't all remember. All in. 
Yeah, I just bought one. And that was one that I didn't think we were going to get either because it was just delay after delay. Well, and... And then it arrived. Yeah, I hate to ask you this, but did you back their second thing? No, I did not. I Um, did. I I was originally... I I originally did. So I had a conflicting moment there. Okay. It's like, oh, nice, not nice. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and back that. And double set, okay, well, that sucks because the double set is... I want to say it was like eighty bucks or something, something close like to that. that yeah. It was high, and and then he he'd done something where okay instead of green with I think it's gold inlining, right? You can get blue with silver, I believe. Yeah. Well, here's my problem with that. Why would I want a game, supposed game, that has green dice and then an expansion for that that has blue that's supposed to mingle with these right. green dice? Made no sense to me. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it, and I've had this game for over a year, and it's just sitting we on my shelf. Played it once. If I yes. When we first got it. Yeah. And it's just sitting on my shelf, collecting dust, because I don't know what to do with this this item. Yeah. And so I hate canceling pledges or backing out unless I absolutely have to. I have no other choice. So I decided to give them a dollar. Yeah. And say, you know what? Nice try. Yeah. Um, not not going to happen. Yeah, I've already got a full set that I regret, so yeah. I'm not going to add a second one to that. And a part of me kind of regrets a little bit. I'm like, I really like to have an expansion to that. But then the other part says, you fool. Yeah. A, the base game is sitting on the shelf over there that you do not play. And that's the logic where, well, maybe the expansion will make it playable. Yeah, it was corn pieces. I don't see like that working. To, yeah, it, it, <laughs> the description was pretty much exactly the same as the first one. Yes. Which is not a game; it's a dang puzzle. Yeah. That'd be like if somebody said, "We've got an expansion for Island Dice," and I'd look at it and go, "Does it make it a game?" <laughs> expansion to what? I mean, yeah, to what? Is there a but game originally a that you're expanding you, on, yeah. or is this the expansion that makes the first one a game? Yeah, that, which is what I. Yeah, in which case I might back it, but what I have a bad feeling of is now I've got two not games that, yeah, so I'm not doing that. That's true. Any surprises with Kickstarter? Anything that was maybe better than you thought it would be? Well, I'll tell you, I was actually recently surprised. So I was hoping to get uh, the Deadwood uh, oh, yeah. game yep. today, because I, I, early this week I got two, two emails saying, Two different games had been shipped out. And the one I did not know who it was from. It was just a name and uh, a USPS tracking number. Right. So okay. So the only thing that I knew that was shipping out from the updates was Deadwood with Tortuga and Salem, and then the other one was the Gameland Games bond- add-on bundle that I've been waiting for. And I get I get open my mailbox and I see this little card box. And I'm thinking, well, that better not be Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the size of a, like a novel. Yeah. and there's Based on Tortuga. Three of them. So, yeah. I I open this box and there's this little note from Pirate's Flag that I backed and it says, thank you for backing the Card Lord's Bundle as part of the Pirate's Flag Kickstarter campaign. Games are arriving at our fulfillment center and will be shipping soon. In the meantime, as a thank you for supporting our other games, we're shipping them now, so you can enjoy them while you wait. 
Thanks again for your support, the Card Lords team. Now, that is a really awesome thing, and that is probably the biggest surprise I've ever had, is we're not going to wait for this other game to come in. We have your other games that you put on your Kickstarter. We're going to send those out now, because you believe in our product, so we're going to go ahead and send it. So I get a little card game called Take the Gold, and... Battle Goats. <laughs> that one intrigued me. I'll be honest. That one intrigued so, me. So, super awesome surprise. A little disappointing that it wasn't uh, Deadwood. Yeah. Which... But on the other hand, I'm okay because um, I'm sure it'll be here either later this week or possibly next week. Side note, had backed uh, Deadwood along with getting what, Tortuga and what's the other one again? Salem. Salem. Yep. Back dates on yeah, them. Yeah, but... had backed those games mostly because Deadwood were in South Dakota. Yeah. Cool. And they look like books. And you have some games that I think are really cool that look yes, like books. the yellow um, yeah. storybooks. Yep. And I have the uh, couple of the, well, I got, got them from you, but I played them as a kid, Feudal and uh, yes. a couple of other of the Avalon Hill Act games five. that look like books. Act, yeah. And I just, that was my earliest memory of games was these games that my parents had that looked like books that were sitting on their bookshelves. And I thought, well, that's really cool. Well, Deadwood, Tortuga, and Salem all look like books. Mm -hmm. We backed that before Geekway. At Geekway, we're in there. They have a library of games that you can check out. Here's Tortuga. Well, hell, we can play this. <laughs> and we'll know what the game is like. And it was fun. Oh, my gosh, it was really fun. It's a press your luck kind of take that game. Mm -hmm. Not really press your luck, I guess. It's more of a that one thing where you take, take that game where you're kicking people off your ship and becoming the captain and then kicking people to an island and kicking them off the island. and It's just a really fun game. We played it probably three or four times, I think, with some friends of ours from there. And uh, so that made me excited for the other two. So then when you said, hey, I might be getting these, I'm like, I might be getting these. Yes. And then I found <laughs> out it's these, and I thought, well, I'm not getting these. No, you're not. Because I didn't back that. But anyway, that was that's – yeah, I was going to tell you my uh, – Favorite game that I played, and again, this is a Geekway story. There's a lot of Geekway stories. Because Geekway is awesome. It was awesome, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we read Geekway, and there was a couple playing a game called Waggle Dance. And they looked like they were fairly confused. And I said, well, I backed this on Kickstarter, and it's from England. So it's the very first thing I ever Kickstarted that I had to figure out the conversion of pounds to dollars. Oh, yes. And thank goodness it wasn't like 35 pounds equals $500. It was closer to $40 or something. Well, I'd never played the game. It, it confused me. But it's basically, because there's a lot of dice, again, dice, a lot of dice, and you lay them out in a specific, not pattern necessarily, but, you, you know, there's a lot of dice. And cards, and I was like, "Well, this is kind of confusing." So we sat down at Geekway, and these this couple and Joe and I learned how to play this game. And I went, "Awesome! <laughs> I have a great game that I didn't even know I had." So I brought it over here. We played it with Jess and a couple other people, and it's yeah, I know Jess liked it. Yep. You like it? It's yep. a great game. But unfortunately, I don't know that you can find it anywhere right now. I don't know if you can either. I mean, it's it's a Worker placement with worker dice. Worker placement so with dice. dice, dice so, placement. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just a great little game. It and is. It has uh, discs, and I couldn't figure out what any of the discs were for. Well, now that I've played this, it, like, well, duh, this was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> if you read the rules, weird, you know, you figure out how to play a game. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We did have some issues going through the rules, trying to figure out some of the cards and things. But once yeah. we figured, figured it out, it's not that hard to get. Yeah, once you start 
playing it, and then you look at the uh, the symbols on the top of the card, they start to make sense. Yeah, so that was actually one of my biggest surprises as far as a game that was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the components. I love the dice. I love the discs. I thought the cards were cool. Yeah. Um, there's no board. You just lay the cards out, and you place your dice, and you roll dice, and you add dice. It's just a really cool game. Joe kicked our butts in it every time we played it. I did. Um, yeah. Seem to have a knack for worker placement. That one in particular, you yeah. had a big knack for, but it's a lot of fun. So that was my biggest surprise as a game that was more fun than I thought it would be. Um, so that yeah, it was great. That was cool. So what do you look look, look what do you look for when you're backing anything on Kickstarter? Kind of touched on it a little bit before. Um, I same as you. I like worker placement games. I like dice. Uh, Components are a big factor if there's very cool components. that I mentioned the Kickstarter for Euphoria included mm-hmm. upgraded components. When you purchase the game retail level, you get wood tokens for the different resources. When the Kickstarter version came out, it included metal. I mean, the gold in that game, when you pick it up, Feels like a little piece of gold. The uh, the iron pieces feel like a little piece of iron. It's, it's just the components are awesome in that. Coins, metal coins. If there's an offer for metal coins, or if that's one of the stretch goals, I'm like I'm going to tell everybody I know pack this game until we meet that stretch goal so I can get the metal coins. Um, the uniqueness of the game. Uh, if it's something I hadn't seen before, Everdell is a good example of that. It was a worker placement game, but it was just a different themed worker placement game than I've ever seen with some tableau building. I really like that. So that's kind of what I look for when I'm backing this. Do you look at designers or location of the game? I don't. I don't very often. And another thing I look at is if I back something from this person before. Game One Games is a good example of that. Anything that's tiny epic, I'm pretty sure if I hear it's going to be on Kickstarter, I'm going to back it. Now, Gamelin Games actually, um, their last Kickstarter, the Tiny, Tiny Epic Zombies. Max. Yeah, well, their Max was um, their new one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one that just closed, but the one right. they had just fulfilled was Tiny Epic Zombies. Right. Normally, Gamelin Games is awesome right. on their communication and their, their timelines. But this last one, they really dropped the ball on communicating for their add-ons. The game itself, Tiny Epic Zombies, they were spot on on the communication. Right. Yep. But it seemed like they were ignoring backers on the the updates of where's our games? Yeah. You know, we, 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 we did these add-ons. We've got part of our add-ons, which are the game mats, but we have no word on on uh, the games themselves. Right. So, what do you think? I mean. I actually was thinking about this a little bit after we talked about it the first time when we were first talking about it. They started doing this from what I could remember with Tiny Epic Quests, which was the first game they did that had the meeples that you could put stuff on. Okay. And that was the first time I can remember seeing them offering previous games as add-ons. All right. And that was where I first saw the playmat for Tiny Epic Westerns, which I ordered because I thought, cool. Yeah. I don't believe at the time they offered one for Tiny Epic Galaxies, or I probably would have ordered that over Westerns because I like the game better. Mm-hmm. 
And since then, I, again, I don't know why I haven't heard the map for, that's a whole different story. But anyway, so I'm thinking that this all is kind of still new for them, and that maybe they got more response than they expected, especially after kind of the success after Tiny Epic Quest. Well, I noticed the responses or the uh, the comments really fell heavy as soon as you started seeing the retail versions in yeah. the stores, and it really outraged some of the backers. Yeah, the, uh, you know, a lot of backers actually. I mean, hundreds of comments were about this. Of yeah. Why am I seeing my game in stores, but you guys haven't given us an update? And then every once in a while, you'd see the creator comment of. Those are retail versions. You guys order right. deluxe editions, but again, no update on when they're shipping. Yeah, and and I had uh, I don't do a whole lot of comments, but I had actually sent a private message to them and I asked them a similar question of I get that they're the retail and deluxe. I don't understand what the difference is because I've never bought a retail version. Right. <laughs> but do you have an update on when these are when these are shipping? Because I've received part of my add-ons but no update on anything else. And it was, you never even get an update on, hey, your playmats are shipping or your promos are shipping. It would just be ship naked label has been yep. created and you're getting this gameland product. Right, yep. And uh, with with their response was, what you see in the store is a retail edition. What you're getting is a deluxe edition. They're supposed to be shipping in October. That's all, that's all I heard. So, well, do you have the games? Do you not have the games? Are they being in production or... You know what's the deal, and you never get anywhere, and and so that was a very frustrating, especially with a company that's established, right? Like Game on Games. Well, that's another thing. Some of these companies probably don't need to be on Kickstarter, and that actually will make a decision for me as well. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, with Game on Games, it's probably not going to happen. But there are some companies where I'll look at them and go, "Well, why are they Kickstarting this?" And I've heard a lot of that. Uh, I've been listening to other podcasts, yeah, and they would get uh, one of the, one of the Publishers or whatever on um, Kickstarter, and and they use it purely as a, a pre-order. You know, yeah. this is this That's is a confirmed. This is how many games we're going to put out. Obviously, we're going to order more, but this is yeah. a for sure sell right here. Yeah. An example: there was a game called Imperial Dice, I think, which if I'd have seen it, pretty sure I would have backed it, and I would have backed it up to the deluxe level, which meant I would have gotten all the cool components, which are essentially Resources are the same as the kind of resources you're going to get from Stonemaier. Um, oh, is this Dice Settlers? Yeah, Dice Settlers. Okay. That's what, what did I call it? Imperial so, Dice. Yeah, no, it's Dice Settlers <laughs> is what it's called. Which is a mix of Imperial Settlers yeah. and Imperial Dice. Which we played, and it's a great game. Yes. But the deluxe components, there's tents and houses, Yes. are too damn big for the tiles. Yeah, on two of the factions, I, I noticed they're that. They're huge. They're, they're just ginormous. The wooden components are good for that. The the uh, deluxe um, victory points, to be blunt, sucked. They were tiny, tiny little stars that had been 3D printed. They were all the same color. You couldn't read the numbers on them to tell the difference between the threes and the fives. The cardboard victory tokens were awesome. <laughs> they were white with a gold star and a black number on them and you could read them perfectly and they were different sizes. Uh, the components, yes, the resources, even the cardboard resources weren't bad. You saw the cardboard resources, yep. they weren't bad. No, they weren't. Um, 
I would prefer the nice resources just because I like chunky, heavy. And that's the one where the gold was heavy. Remember, you yep. pick up the gold and say, hold a handful of damn gold. Um, but I would be happy with that one buying the retail version of it. I don't remember who the company was that put that one out, but my first thought was I could buy this retail and I'd be happy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a lot of extra plastic pieces that are too big for my game. And I wouldn't have crappy plastic uh, uh, victory counters or victory score tokens that are just not good. So. Very true. Uh, when I when I kickstart anything, I look at where is it coming from. You know, are they in Europe? Are they in the U.S.? Uh, obviously, just about every game component is made in over China. China. Yep. Yeah. So I know essentially it doesn't matter, but shipping for shipping me. does matter. Yeah. Well, and here's something I've noticed, and this is just in the last couple of years. It used to be you'd you'd uh, back it at a certain level, and shipping was free. That is very rare now. Oh, yeah. Free shipping is not a thing. So if you back it at $55 for the deluxe version, <laughs> okay, that's exaggerating because normally it's going to be 80 or $100. Yeah. But I'm just saying if you back it at $55 and then when you get to your backer kit, it says $55 and then $7 for shipping. And you have to – some of them added in at the time so you know when you back that it's going to be taken out with the extra. Some of it you go in and it's like now do you need to pay for the shipping. Yep. That always makes me a little nervous, but I do it because I want my game. So, right. Yeah, but it's uh, it's like, and then I do remember seeing that, okay, I did back it at this amount, and it didn't say the shipping was free. I should have probably looked at that a little closer, but usually it's not terrible as far as the amount goes. Like I say, the only game I backed that came from Europe was this Waggle Dance, came out of England. Hmm. I think I just backed another one that's from uh, England. The, uh Dice brewing or something like that. Something like that. It was one of those microbrew. Microbrew, yeah. yeah. One of those three games that I backed. You know, kind of at the same time. And I really was going to back that one, but uh, after I saw it was Europe, I backed out, and I was like, I. It wasn't that expensive, but I know I was going to go for the double set. Yeah, I didn't do that. It looked like a cool little little game. Yeah. Um, but it's just for me, I've been burnt. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's trying to get a game from from another country and then relying on it not being damaged in shipping and with it being a little tin case. Yeah. yeah. Chances are with my mail service, yeah. <laughs> it's either getting dropped, kicked, slammed in the mailbox, ran over something. Something's you know? going to happen, yeah. And so I'm not going to be getting that in the shape that it's supposed to be in. Yeah. So I had to, I'll play your copy. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> And that is, that's a valid thing, too. If I'll see, like, I have a few people that I follow on Kickstarter that I also game with. And so if I see somebody, like, Kim is backing a train game, mm -hmm. I don't have to back that train game. Yeah. I still might. I don't have to. Well, it's like Dinosaur Island. Yeah. You Joe, saw that I backed it, and you're like, yeah. well, I'll play your copy. I can just play Joe's copy, and then if I really decide I want it, I'm sure they're going to kick it again for something, and yeah. then I can back it for it, but. Or I can buy a retail version. Right, and the retail that's version another one with a retail version. That, right. Yeah, it's not that much different. It's not. And, the difference and I can is, always 3D print your other components. The dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's just it. The, the main thing for that is the dinosaurs. Yeah. That you get and multiple... The researcher components. Yeah, those are... Those are little beakers instead yeah, of just cardboard pieces. Right. Yeah, they're wood instead of uh, cardboard. But the dinosaurs, I think, what drew most people. That you'd yes, get the various different. types of dinosaurs as opposed to a brachiosaurus or whatever. Yeah. Long neck is uh, called now. 
It used to be Brontosaurus when I was a kid. I think it just started out with the Triceratops. Did it? Well the, the tri one. well, the Triceratops is the... I thought you got... I don't remember. I've seen the retail version, but yeah. I don't remember what it is. But retail version is fine. I'd be fine. Yeah, Especially if it is Triceratops, then I'm all in. It is not out. a bad game either no. way. Yeah. So retail or extreme edition. Yeah. But that's... I mean, that is one of the main things that will get me to back the game is if the components are really cool and I think the game is going to be fun. And really awesome dice. And dice. And no Even rules the about the game. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that game is so stupid. Anybody want a copy of Island Dice? Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of the dice. Because it'll be basically couriers when I'm done with it. Yeah, exactly. we got to play that game again sometime. I like that game. You know, I have I have all the expansions. So why? Um, the Light versus Dark. I have never played that one. Well, let's give it a try. I and I know that's it. a standalone game, or you can add it with the other ones. Yeah. But it's one that I just, I've just i never gotten to. I think I've played it with all the expansions, because I have some other friends who have it too. Um, but that's And that's actually, weirdly, a game that I had before I knew you. Yep. But it was the game that kind of put us together. Oh, totally, because that's the one that I fell in love with. Yeah. Is my buddy Mark from California had introduced me into Warriors, and I love dice. And well, so I started playing it, and then we met at Ions, Ions yep. when they were playing at Sanford, and like, oh, awesome, someone else that likes Warriors. Yeah. And then it's boy. one that yeah. just doesn't get to the table enough. Yeah, it needs to get to the table. <laughs> well, then from Warriors, it became um, uh, Dice Master. Not, yeah, Dice yeah. Master, which was okay. It was okay. The only put problem out I have with that, they put out a Lord of the oh, Rings game too, which is also a good, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's a four-player game, and you're playing against Sauron. It's you can play it solo too. You which can, is really cool. and so you have that uh, NPC component that constantly yes. adds um, orcs and yep. is it just orcs to you? Um, orcs and then the eyes of Sauron. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was a really cool. Variation on yeah. Warriors, uh, Dice Masters. It's cool for two-player games. Yeah. The only aspect that I really, I don't want to be brutally honest here, absolutely despise is the collectability factor. Oh yeah, that the was... fact that I cannot buy a solid game and then a solid expansion. Right. Instead, I'm gonna buy 1,500 packs and get a dozen of each card. Right. So I can get one more card, and then they're going to make these last few cards rare and make you pay through the nose to get them to get yeah. these. Yeah, and that is my biggest problem with Dice Masters. If, well, that yeah, they would just come out with like Warriors, a base game, yeah, and then expansions. I'm in all in. You know, okay, here's forty bucks. Give me the base game. Yep. But it's a cash grab, and that's what they saw, and that's where they went, and that's sad. Yeah. For me, in defense, was, they started out that way. They started out with, here's your base game. Right. Now there's booster packs, and now here's the collectible box, and now we're doing away with all that crap and just buy the boosters. No, oh, yeah. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, it was too bad. And it's even fun. when they went to the, you know, here's your base game. It's a two-player game. It's in a really chintzy box. Yeah. You get these really crappy bags. Oh, they're terrible. I mean, they look like barf bags. Yeah. So felt like barf. They yeah. were barf bags. That's what they were. <laughs> yeah. Red and blue barf bags. So you get these really awful bags in this really chintzy box for fifteen bucks, I think, right? Fifteen I think so, or twenty. I remember, right? Yeah, it's been a while since I bought. Dice and masters. then you could buy this 
awesome, basically courier's box. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, for twenty five. Yeah. They came with a couple booster packs in it and, and, a, couple of cards. and a nice lining yeah. uh, or a insert. Yep. And that's twenty five. So now you're if you buy both of those, you're already at thirty five bucks. Yep. And then oh yeah, by the way, you're probably gonna need at least a case of oh, boosters. boosters. Yeah. And Which you still won't have the whole set. I actually still have an almost full booster box of one of the sets. I don't remember which one it is. Wow. I just got to the point where I was like, nope, can't do this anymore. And, you know, done. by the time you're done with your boosters, you're probably at least $150 in. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Whereas if they would have just come out with a complete game the first time, probably about 40 45 bucks, And then an expansion, they could have gotten you for another 30 But yeah. it's a cash grab. It's that collectability factor that works for all those collectible card games, and I I can't stand it. Speaking of card games to kickstart Star Realms, that was a great Kickstarter. Oh, yep. It's not a collectible then, card uh, game. It's a deck builder. Frontiers. Yep, I just got that the other day. And then that's another company that enticed me to buy essentially an empty box. Yeah. For like thirty bucks. Um, and they came up with Hero Realms. Hero Rums is the other game. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I think I passed on the Kickstarter on that for some reason. I thought I had Kickstarted. There was a game called Epic that they also put out that I did Kickstart. Oh, okay. Which is, I, I think we played it once maybe, or tried to play it. It's like Magic the Gathering, but not a collectible card game. It's a, it's a deck builder as well, but more Magic the Gathering-ish. Yep. In regard to the synergies and things. Um, Star Rums is just a... And, and Hero Realms. Just, they're basically the same game-themed, space-themed fantasy. It's the yeah. same game. Cover um, every, every aspect there. And in fact, they <laughs> made Star Realms more like Hero Realms. With uh, They've changed the scoring way they do it. They've added heroes, basically, or commanders is what they call them. Okay. That you can get uh, uh, starter decks now with particular commanders, and they'll have a deck is of... Is that Frontiers? Yeah, Frontiers okay. is that. But like... There's a commander, and he's got his set of ships plus a couple of the basic ships, and then it's the, just the same game, but it's you've got a different way of going about. It's just it's a cool game. So, Star Realms is one I probably kickstart again if they do another expansion. Um, and if Stonemaier ever gets or uh, Stonemaier Games ever gets back into Kickstarter, I'll probably kickstart that stuff. Gameland Games seems to always get my money. Um, trying to think of some others. That if they do another a fourth game on the one that we are waiting for, uh, Tortuga and oh, Salem, yep. Deadwood, they do another one. Probably do that. So I tell you, one that's really impressed me is Restoration Games. What are they? What are they? And on? that is Fireball Island. Oh yeah, and I'm fun. supposed to be getting that uh, before Thanksgiving. That'll be great. And I backed the all in. <laughs> um, I got the base game and the four expansions, and uh, I am really looking forward to it. Uh, the one expansion is Crouching Tiger yes. in Bees. I've actually seen that played on uh, Dice Tower. It it looks awesome, it and there's a pirate cool. ship yep. uh, cove, I believe. Yep. That is one I did not back because the size of that game. Right. It was too big for my space. Yes. And I would never get it at the table. And I have a, a little bit more space. Than you have a little more space. Plus, you'll you'll get it to the table with your kids. 
I will. Uh, and I'll get get it to the table with the game group, too. Well, yeah. I, I believe it's just going to be one of those awesome, just lightweight I can actually games. see it taking the place of your 3D printer over here, and it'll just be a permanent display. It's possible. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Or no more podcasts. This is now our... our uh, Fireball Island. Well, they said station. they they condensed it into a smaller box instead of one uh, solid piece for the island. It is now, I believe, three pieces that fit into each other like okay. a, a nesting doll. Okay. And so that cut down on the box size, which helps That's a with good space, idea. and it also can make it taller. Well, now I wish I'd backed it. Yeah. No, so, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. I I believe if I remember right, they said they were going to be starting shipping. Somewhere around there, if I remember. Yeah, I've seen some of the updates. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is that is a that is probably my most anticipated game for this year. Yeah, that'll Waiting. that'll be fun. Oh, so, you know, we were talking about what draws me to Kickstarter. A lot of times it'll be YouTube. I'll watch uh, Rado or Rodney Smith. Yep. Or sometimes even Dice Tower. We'll get prototype copies of games. Rado in particular is good about it. He gets a lot of prototypes. He does a lot of, a lot of uh, games on Kickstarter. And so I'll watch every once in a while I'll watch a playthrough with him and his, again, air quotes, wife, <laughs> Jen. She actually exists. I've seen her in some other videos. But anyway. Fake news, sir. <laughs> yeah. But she, uh, that, you know, he'll, he'll do those games. And I think actually one of them was um, I don't remember the game now that I was Looking at that, he back that I backed, and I went, oh, I can now see how this one goes. And it, I said, yep, I'm glad I backed this because yeah. it's pretty fun. Oh, it might have been Imperial uh, Dice Dice Settlers. It might have been Dice Settlers that they, and I didn't back that, but I got to play it. And it was, it's, I said, well, that might be one I'll buy in weekend. So, and I actually talked to the local friendly game store here, or friendly local game store, and they said they're going to try and get it because they thought it looked fun too. Cool. That so way. that's uh, that's it for Kickstarter. I think. Yeah, I don't have anything else I can add, I don't think. All right, well, we'll close up the episode with uh, what have we played recently? Dice Settlers. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what the most recent game I played was. For me, it was Yetisburg. Oh, yeah! That, we did play that. Yes. We played that. Uh, when did we play that? Was we that, played that last Sunday. I was going to say Sunday during we're the football, football game. Right, yeah, during the football game. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. That was actually more fun than I thought it would be. Yes. That was one simple, where... Simple, simple card game. Two players. Yeah. One is the North and one is the South. It's and an alternate history civil war. Yes. And the, um, the armies have enlisted the help of the Yetis. Yes. And the problem is, is you're firing muskets, and they're not <laughs> they're that not accurate. accurate. <laughs> and if you shoot your own Yeti, he's going to kill your own troops, and then he's going to switch, switch sides. Side, yep. And then, oh, the artillery was hilarious. Oh, yeah. The so artillery, artillery mammoth. Mammoth, yes. The artillery worst mammoth. And <laughs> if they explode because they take too much damage, then they shoot meat everywhere yeah. and damage everyone around them. But the mechanic of the game is great. Basically, you're... You have three lines of of uh, soldiers. Yep. You have your reserves, I think. Was that what the or the <coughs> what was your draw decks? The five draw decks. Uh, I think that was the reserve. I think it was called and then reserves. You had your reinforcements. You had reinforcements, and you had your front line. Yeah. And then you had no man's land, and then the other the trench. The trench, and yeah. then you had the other side had the same thing. Yep. 
And, and then you had your, your uh, hospital. Yep, you had a hospital, which, which was, is a discard pile. Yes. You have a bag, or we used a bag. Or, no, we used the oh, powder horn. powder horn. Yes, we used a powder horn. Because <laughs> in the rules it says you can use a bag or put them face down on the table, or if you happen to have a powder horn. You and we just happen to have one. A powder horn. <laughs> Weird. But you draw the token, and the token has meat on one side to signify damage, and on the other side it has a number, and then there are, what, four directions, I think? Uh, five, I believe. Five directions. So, it, And then the number signifies how far it goes, and the arrow points to where it goes. Yep, and then depending shoot. on the card that you're using, uh, that number could also depend on the damage. Right, dealt. and damage as well. Yep. But you pick, so you have, you have this rose, and then the, the reinforcements are your draw deck, basically. You start off with a hand of five, and you pick out of that hand, it's got the same cards in your hand as you have for your reinforcements and your front line. And you go, okay, I got an infantry guy. I'm going to play infantry. So every infantry card in your lines will fire. Yep. So you pick the order of the infantrymen. So say you have three infantry cards out there. And you draw a number and an arrow. And say your reinforcement infantry guy shoots. And it goes one to the left. And unfortunately, one to the left is a Yeti. <laughs> you shot the Yeti. He gets all pissed off and goes out into the trench. Now, unfortunately, you shoot right next to you and this a Yeti. He goes into the trench through the guy in front of him and kills him. And then he turns traitor and goes to the other side. And it's just it was just an awesome game. And the artillery can go all over the place. It's just you have leaders that will allow you to untap. I guess I'm going to use that word. No suing wizards. Um, <laughs> but you can untap the soldiers so you can use them again if they don't get killed. And if your deck runs out in your reinforcement or in your uh, in your bottom row, then the game's over once you can't reinforce your lines. And it's just a really, actually pretty thematic yeah. and kind of fun game. I really liked it. Uh, and I got my ass kicked. So. Barely. Well, barely. Yeah, I actually yeah. was doing pretty well, and then all of a sudden I couldn't get my officers out. I started. I started hitting one line that I saw. Yeah. Was, uh, which was complete luck. Yeah. Because you don't get well, to call I your doing, shot. I was doing the same thing. I was trying to specifically hit your line that had one yeah. card left in it, and I couldn't get it. So. And so he could not refill, and I was full up. So it. But he lost. Yetisburg. If you get yeah. a chance, look it up. It's a pretty fun game. Um, and there was, and it's supposed, it's, it is by Pezo Games. Okay. Yep. Um, and there was supposed to be a sequel to that called Dismember the Alamo. Yes, which I was, I hope it's out there somewhere. I plan on getting a hold of the publisher, if I can't, then the creator of this game, and just ask them what happened. Can you make a copy Can, just Do you for have me? one sitting around? Because I love your game, and I'm waiting for Dismember the Alamo to hit Kickstarter. Yeah. That, to be honest with you, sounds like it could be a little bit zombie-related. I'm okay with that. I am, too. I love zombies. The yetis are cool. Zombies are cool. Yes. So, yeah. No, but, that was... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that is, I think that is the last game I actually played, other than, you know, like darts or bowling or something, which I do other nights of the week, but... Um, yeah, that was the last one. That's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. So, until next time. Until next time.